0: Let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify, which is the easiest way to make a podcast and the app that I use to make this podcast 5 Tool firefighter It's everything you need all in one place. First, Anchor has all the tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. If you host off Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and many others. Everything you need all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor Welcome back to another episode of the 5-Tool Firefighter podcast. Today's episode, I'm actually going to talk about, in a sense, an article that I posted to my website, the Firehouse Tribune, back in 2020 on preparing to perform. You know, they always said there's that saying, uh, I've posted it numerous times on my social media and people are posting it all the time. Train how you perform and train accordingly. And that's what I'm saying in a nutshell. And I started thinking about what I'm going to talk about today with preparing to perform and training to perform accordingly, I started thinking about a non-fire service example of when I was doing some kickboxing tournaments. And I just remember, you know, I, the first thing I said in my article was, you're only as good as your last call. Well, you're only as good as your last fight, your last game, your last performance of any kind. You're only good as your last one. And that was something that I, I had in my mind, was I signed up for a kickboxing fight Only a few weeks before, which is fine, you know that's normal. That's what I did the first time. But this time was different. This time it was different because of the fact I was just recovering from bronchitis. I walked into the dojo and they said they're having a tournament and I said I want to sign up. And they said, Are you sure about it? You know? I said, Yeah. I had a good performance last time. Got the award for you know best fight of the day and everything else. I won the fight. I'm excited. Let's do it. So I signed up. Well, I trained, you know, to get back into because I wasn't training at the time. I was recovering from bronchitis, uh, just getting over it, doctor cleared me, I could start doing stuff again, came off the meds. And now we're almost about a week or so before. So I started training, started hitting pads, started doing my jump rope, building some some conditioning, started running some laps around the building, and showed up today. Well I showed up and I completely embarrassed myself. Within one round, I was done. And the reason I was done in one round was I went in there on the height of my last performance. I went in there thinking I was so good in my last performance. There's no reason that can't transcend to the next. And I looked at my opponent across the ring and I said, okay, I can probably beat this guy with my length, with my size, my reach. He's shorter than me, much more stockier man. But I'm pretty sure that I can gain points just by how I have fast hands and a fast reach and I can land some kicks and punches in there and get the points and build it up that that. Sure, he had the same idea. He has to just come in in dirty box, which is what he did. But he utilized one key. He hit me right in the chest, foot to the chest right away, a couple seconds in, and just took the gas out of me. I had no conditioning to myself I wasn't prepared, and within a couple minutes after that, I was pummeled, and I just said, I, I can't do this. I, I couldn't even breathe in there, and the ref had to stop it. this guy do not even look like he's able to move. The reason I say that is I was going off my last performance, like I said. When you look at the fire service, same thing. We're only as good as our last performance that we've had. And in such, we have to prepare ourselves each and every day to be able to transcend that same performance to the next one and to the next one and to the next one. You might have a good showing at your last fire, you might have a quick knock, a quick vent, everything went successful, you were in and out of there, you felt good, you went back to the station, cleaned up, said I feel good, quick knock, everything was great. We also forget a lot of factors, weather, health, the condi- you know, conditions of the, the day, Or All all different things, mindset, are all going to play part And what you've done between that last fire and and the next fire. Now, if it's in the same day, it's a different story. But if you're talking about different shifts or on a volunteer side, different days completely, you're talking about something totally different. You're talking about what are you doing between then? Are you sitting in recliners? Are you sitting out watching TV? Or are you training in some kind of way? Not to say you shouldn't relax, but you should because rest and recovery is vitally important. I'm saying, what are you doing to keep yourself better, keeping yourself sharp? And that's what it means to prepare to perform, train accordingly. You know, I'm on an engine, so I, I'm going to utilize this example is we see a lot. You see a lot of times engine companies go to an open field, stretch lines, and flow water. There's also the, the other side of it saying, well, that's, that's ridiculous. That doesn't do anything. But, you know, but there's also people right down the middle who are saying, well, it does both. And I'm I'm in the agreement that it does both. It helps, but it doesn't get you to the next level. It doesn't keep your skills sharp. What it does is, in my opinion, my opinion only, is doing that, it's helping you keep the basics. Pulling the line off, hitting the hydrant, going through the motions pump operator, getting engaging the pump, pulling lines, monitoring the pressures, looking at all the gauges, and the firefighters getting comfortable with flowing the water, feeling the pressure, just understanding the pressure coming through, and getting used to that that muscle memory of it, and coming up with different ways of how they want to hold it, getting rid of the pistol grip, and keeping it out in front of you, and whatever else you have to do to make it more comfortable for you not here to talk about pistol grip because I don't like it myself, but just getting, getting rid of that, getting you to practice those types of things. And trying to go over maybe some, tr- some quick troubleshooting of the pump if you need to want to come up with some scenarios for that. And just getting comfortable, again, practicing hydrants, connections, coupling connections from the hydrant to the, to the intake and, and everything else of that sort. And just playing around with different ways, with different lines and different things of that nature. That's what it's good for. It's really good for that. But you're only getting one piece. See, the next piece is coming into training accordingly and making the area around you your training ground. Now, some departments have the luxury of being able to use areas in their town, going to garden departments or commercial structures and training in them, having permission to go there and train. We have a little of both. What we have in my department is we have a training facility. So we have the option to use a tower and stretch lines, search, vent and do all those things and, and live burn. We have that. We also have the luxury of having the opportunity to utilize some, some abandoned places and places that open in our district to go in and in train and do some drills, which we have. But we also have our firehouse and we use that as well. So we use different areas. We never get stuck on one thing. Because everywhere he goes different. And, you know, we utilize these different areas to better ourselves, to keep our minds fresh. And sometimes when you train somewhere else, you have a better perspective. You have a, a clearer mind, a different mind, as opposed to constantly training in the same facility, same place over and over. And we utilize that. Like we use the the training grounds yeah, to practice interior st- stairwell advancements, different types, you know, if we're going to. We even practice going in dry just, just for the argument's sake because we simulate maybe that'll be an outside stairwell in a garden apartment. Or we just want to try different things, trying different ho- techniques of stretching the hose up the stairs, limited manpower in, in different types of ways. And practicing that over and over. And then we're practicing it coming down, going in through the second floor and utilizing the fire escapes and the standpipe connection in there and coming off – and, and bring the hose line in off a ladder, off a ground ladder if we need to. We we practice those things because those are things that could possibly happen in real life. And we practice those in controlled environments. Nothing's gonna beat real experiences, but if you haven't actually practiced them or tried them in real life, in in some type of training evolution, you might not even think to do it in real life because it's something you've never actually visibly saw. And in the heat of the moment, you wanna make a proactive choice as opposed to a reactive choice. So to be able to train in different capacities with different ways and kind of making scenarios of, what you, of, of ingress and egresses and advancements in and how you're going to do different things. We, we do with a door prop all the time that we have. We try different tools. And I mentioned that one time in one of my other podcasts. Trying different tools on, on door props and seeing what works and what doesn't because you just don't know what's going to happen that day. But we also make our firehouse. We make one of our bays. In our firehouse, we, we'll turn it into a room. And we'll have firefighters, we'll go search through it. And we'll make it where it's it's low. You have to get almost on your belly. There's no room. And we'll make really tight, narrow hallways and practice that in, these, in this type of environment. Maybe blacked out, maybe not. And then we'll practice using hose in there. And we'll practice doing searches in there. And we'll think about different ways the search would happen if we came into a scenario this type of this type of room, this type of setup in a house. We'll be an oriented search, we'll be a 3 man we'll be the officer staying in the hallway and fire photo, one firefighter will search each room on the sides. You know, we, we come up with different va- variables. So we've said, we've done these things in a training environment. So if it came to real life, we can say, yes, we've experienced this in a training environment. But now we can really see how it works in real life. Because we've practiced it, practicing the communication, practicing the incident command structure, practicing moving around with your tools, practicing all different things, air management, building that bond with one another and understanding how everybody operates and thinks and getting on the same page. That's training accordingly. That's training. That's preparing to perform because we're putting ourselves in these situations. And we're making everywhere around us our playground, our training ground, and utilizing that. And there are times where we'll record it and watch it. As weird and crazy as that sounds, we will do that. We'll get it on, someone will bring one f- to take out their phone, and they won't even do anything but sit there and record that evolution just to see how it went, to see what went right, what went wrong. That way, that person could physically see what they might have done wrong when someone says they might have did something that was not what should have been done and they can point it out and he goes here it is we've done that we also take our old experiences our old calls we've been on incidents, and we utilize those we are in a structure and this is what happened we practice that we'll try to recreate it in some kind of way what we also do is we'll drive around and we'll find houses and, and try to start working on stretches. Maybe we won't pull the lines off there, but we'll set up cones. If the engine stops here, the door is 50 feet, let's start talking about our stretch. Let's start talking about the, the height length and width of the home. And how are we going to make a stretch if it has to get into that that room over there? All the way on the CD corner, Charlie Delta corner. What are we going to do? Little things like that is what we do to prepare and to keep ourselves always thinking about what's next, always trying to be one step ahead of what could happen. You can't predict it all. We try to make itself very realistic and very user-friendly, if you want to call it that, where everybody can get a chance to try something new, to get on a different part of the job and rotate assignments. Sometimes the officer will step back and say, you know what, maybe today I'm going to be the backup and I'm going to allow someone else to kind of make these decisions in this training evolution. So in case their day is up and they have to step up, they've kind of run through the motions of it. It's little things like that. It's not always about going into these live burning scenarios and and doing things. It's before you get there, you have to be able to prepare before you get there. You know, you would hate to go into into a real fire without having any type of experience of doing any of this stuff. But it'll also suck if you never trained and then you went into a fire and you didn't know what to do because you didn't train and you went by just what you did yesterday and the day before. But maybe you didn't have a fire for three to six months or longer. You know, just for us, we've had four fires in the past month, three of them in a week. Outside of car fires that we get a lot. Things like that, it's still not preparing you. You're taking the experiences of it. But preparing is everything you're doing before that happens and after that happens. That's preparing. Because that's the show. That's what I call the show. The call is the show. Everything else is training. Everything else is bettering yourself in some kind of way. Not saying every time you're in the firehouse, you have to stretch lines, raise ladders, search drills, everything like that. You don't have to do that. You can read something new. You could watch a video. You can test your knowledge on size up using Google Maps, it's something we do all the time. You could plan things out, 10 minutes, round tables, do little things to prepare to perform. But if you sit back and say, well, last time we went there, we had a fire. We did X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe the next time you have one, you're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. You'll have to do A, B, and C. Preparing to perform is the best way to make things realistic and keep things fresh. If you're not keeping things fresh, it's very hard. Very hard to really get to that next level. And that's the one thing that a lot of, a lot of times it's, it's hard to remember because you want to be able to just go and do it but you have to prepare to do it. So what are some steps? There are, there are a few steps that I even outlined in my article to prepare to perform. Well, the first thing and the first is foremost. First and foremost is know your role and own your role. Whatever your role is, big or small. If you're the IC, if you're the company officer, chauffeur, it doesn't matter. Hydrant man, nozzle man, doesn't matter. Own your role. Know the ins and outs of that role so good And be so proficient at it that you can do it with your eyes closed in your sleep. That would be the same thing. But do it with your eyes closed or in your sleep, either one. And you can do it inside and out any time of the day, no matter any conditions. You know your assignment. You know what to do. It's like clockwork to you. The next one is to know and understand the the abilities of your crew. Know their responsibilities. Know their abilities. This is multidimensional. This makes you more versatile. As well, that guy's just a nozzle. It's all he does. He just he goes in, he knocks out the he, he knocks on the fire. Well, wait a minute. What if it's the Hydrant Man? The hydrant Man's all he does hit the hydrant. Oh well, no no, what if it's his turn today? Be multi multidimensional because you never know when someone's gonna have a bad day, a call out. Does it matter? Not feeling well. Be multidimensional in every aspect of your crew a lot of circumstances that are around that that not only strengthens you, but strengthens the crew, strengthens the team. And like I was talking about training consistently, training consistently through everything you do on that apparatus, do it through and through. And I went through examples on that. I went through examples on talking about rotating out, practicing. If you're a four man engine or five man engine practice, what it's like as a four, what it's like is a three. Rotate and have different person. If you have five, then when you go to four, constantly flip, take one person out of a, a different person out. So you're constantly having somebody different in there. And as you dwindle down to three. And practice that. Again, utilizing resources around you. Google Maps, use your district, your response areas. First response area, second response area, doesn't matter. Utilize it. Look at aerial views of buildings. Look at the street views of the buildings. Pre-plan them. Go out there and do inspections if you can. When you're on calls, size them up on fire alarms and all that, that will help you prepare. Bring the information back, Don't keep it with you, bring it back to the team. When you get back to the house, talk about it. Write it down, draw a map, draw it out. Quick piece of paper on a whiteboard, draw it out. Hey, this is what I found. And develop a plan develop plans for scenarios. When I talk about those scenarios, develop those plans. If you have someone write it down, put it in a book and consistently refer to them so you're not kind of going off the fly when you're training up. We're going to work on this today. We're going to practice that today. We're going to just, you know, we're practice a 3 man hose advancement. We're practice a 4 man. We're going to practice 3 man going, going, going down a hallway. We're going to practice a 3 man search of two rooms with a long hallway. We're going to practice different things like that. We're going to practice root operations. And these are the things we're going to cover under those operations with. This is the manpower we're going to utilize for these evolutions. And in the end, when this is all said and done, you want to clearly ensure that all members, everybody on that crew, understands the strategy and tactics of their roles. And they can explain them. It's not that they just hear them and they know. but They can explain it them back to you in their own words and know why this is happening at that time, why this is, needs to be done this way, why we do this, who does this, everything has a why. And after you do practice and prepare. Preparation is key to successful fire ground performance, how you prepare, how you perform train accordingly That's all I really have on this one today It's just a quick real quick something that was in my mind while I was in the middle of a training session doing some some jump roping with some ab workouts trying to hit it hard and this came to my mind as I'm really getting it in keeping up my conditioning so you want to prepare you want to perform you want to train more go to the website firestribune.com check out our articles subscribe to the YouTube channel subscribe to our mailing list Follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all of them. Check out the book, The 5 Tool Firefighter Podcast. That's what this – The 5 Tool Firefighter, the 5 Tool fire Podcast. That's what this podcast is. It's about the 5 Tool Firefighter becoming well-rounded in your life and in the fire service. Get the book at thefirestribune.com. Amazon. It's an ebook and paperback on Amazon. And also, if you really want to keep, keep yourself going, go to Origin USA. I talk about it all the time. Our friend's up in Maine. Made in USA, products to help you prepare, help you perform, and also look good at the same time. Nutritional supplements, everything's on there from Jocko Fuel, Kettlebells, you name it. Clothing, all sourced, made in America, no compromise. If you use FH Tribune, 10% off at checkout every single time. Check those out, get the book. If you want the book from me, you can get it from the website, or you can just DM me. I mostly subscribe on, mostly... Respond quickly on Instagram so you can DM me and ask me for a couple books. If you want bulk orders, help. Let me know. I'm down for that too. I'll send you a bunch of books for your firefighters, for your new recruits, whatever you want. I'm open. And keep going out there. Keep training. Keep being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Not just in the fire service, but in life. And until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired. today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at thefirehousetribune.com Till next time work hard stay safe and live inspired